Today, Harry, I'm uh, I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You're looking a bit sort of sun-soaked. There's a nice. Do you think? Oh, I thought you meant tanned. Then definitely not. No, um, just like it's it's coming in through the windows. Yeah. Do they call it Golden Hour on Instagram? Golden Brown. That's a different song. Golden <laughs> Brown. Um, I was going to do no, Chocolate Rain. Is what I started there. <laughs> chocolate Rain. <laughs> um, Golden hour, yeah. That's, that's gold, golden shower hour. <laughs> oh, God. No, you don't look like that's what's Come going in, on. boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just look... I don't know. It's a it's a nice composition on the FaceTime call tonight. It's funny, because I can only see myself tiny, like, like the fingernails amount. Yeah. And I've got, like, this hair that looks quite good at the front with this darker beard... And I know that if I zoom in, <laughs> it's scruffy as hell, patchy, and the hair's too long. So I'm, I'm quite liking just seeing enough. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this sort of paints me as a complete egotist, but I often find with <laughs> FaceTime calls that I spend much more time just looking at myself and stressed out about how I look yeah. than the rest. I feel like they should switch. There should be an option to switch them around. It's like, do you know what? I'll just have me big. You can. Because I... Because I need to... Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it's on the Mac. Oh, hang on a minute. Is this it? <laughs> no. Yep. No, but I can no, flip just, myself just, to the side. You just turned yourself widescreen there. Right. I, saw, I saw into your kitchen for a moment. <laughs> Do you want the kitchen? Yeah, go for it. Oh, it looks good today. There you go. Um, what did you press? I'll give you a widescreen too, considering I've changed venue this time. Bottom right of the uh, of the little picture, you'll see a little arrow that looks like that oh no that wasn't it (laughs) that wasn't it at all I think you've just taken a photo of me for god's sake I don't know what I'm doing I give up not not though you're looking at the wrong options but anyway it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) good start to the show this week (laughs) I like it do you know what I've uh, I've been listening to so many where they're doing it the same way as us and Firstly, I find it fascinating the people that take the time into making it sound like they're not miles away. Uh, yeah. You know, different mics and all that stuff. Some of them don't care at all. And to be fair, I'm past caring. I used to be like, <laughs> oh, come on, get a mic. If it's actually like, yeah. you know what, it doesn't really matter. But um, I forgot my point. But <laughs> it's I'm hearing them yeah. all talking about how they're doing it and, and their setups and some of them saying I'm laying on the sofa, all that stuff. It paints a picture. So yeah, I agree. Have you have you been listening to Louis Theroux's new podcast, Grounded? I listened to the John Ronson one. I haven't listened to any more yet. He makes a real feature every week of the fact that they're doing it over FaceTime and all the technical issues. And every time it drops out, they just talk about it. I quite like it. Really? It drops yeah. out a lot, does it? Yeah, or people, like, their call time's out, or people's, like, there was one, I think it was Helena Bonham Carter, her laptop died like in the middle of it <laughs> are they recorded properly with all of them mic'd up or is it half and um, half um well i think it's i think it's the same as anything like you can be mic'd up yourself as much as you want but 
what your guest on the other end yeah. is doing is totally down to them. Well, I, I was listening to one, uh, the Ask blog, where he, he was saying that Sky Sports did one and they mm. were using their AirPods. And it was like, I kind of get it when a guest can't, you know, doesn't have a microphone and that has to be yeah. an AirPod or whatever. But when Sky Sports can't give, like, some mics to Carragher and bloody <laughs> Jamie Redknapp or whatever, it's like, maybe just give them a mic. Like, don't yeah. let them use their bloody AirPods. I know. I felt a bit like that on um, with members of Parliament when they were when they were skyping into to Prime Minister's yeah. questions, and you'd see them with their shitty headphones. It's like, I'll just send them a mic. Yeah, we were just like, can you tell us why the R number has gone up again? It's like Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this? Yeah, you get a lot in the daily briefings now because they've started going to like weird regional newspapers, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> everyone's internet's so bad. How how are the daily briefings? Are you keeping up with them now? Um, no, not really. I watched I watched a couple last week that it had kind of been leaked that there were changes, but no, I'm not really into them. You were big into them at the beginning. Are you still Mate, you out as well? Yeah, it was like it was like the new Game of Thrones for me. I, I didn't watch the old Game of Thrones, but it was the new something. Um, yeah. Now, even the I thought I'd listen to the Boris ones, but Boris did one the other day. I was still just like, ah, I'm alright. Yeah, you um, can tell from you can tell from who's doing it. Like I see it on Twitter in the afternoon, who's been booked in, and it's like, right, there's nothing to say today. If it's yeah. Shaps, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> really Not nothing. A chance, no. Hancock if it's the might say something. Yeah, Boris will say something, but it'll be bollocks. I mean, it'll all be bollocks, but yeah. If the two but, scientists yeah. are there, then I like to listen because uh, they often have a bit of truth to say. Um, or are, you talking valen- are you talking valence and witty? I am. I'm talking valence and witty. I like the witty. Van... I quite like the Van Tam or whatever he's called as well. Van Tam? <laughs> don't think I remember him. I don't, I don't know oh, what his name and is. The, la- the lady it. with dark hair as well. She's, she's a scientist, I think, maybe as well. Yeah, or yeah. Or a health... It's kind of yeah. Person. She's a bit of a scary school teacher. Yeah, but I like it. I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm learn I'm learning. I learn when she speaks. Um, yeah. When Boris speaks, it's like, oh okay. I I listened to an interview today with um I think it was an old one, but with uh, Barack Obama, and I know that he wasn't perfect, but to see somebody of that stature answering questions like a human being with a brain like not even that yeah. being very intelligent with his answers yeah it seems so unrealistic now <laughs> I know. like Do you know, it's the, crazy the 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 term i would use to describe it and i i i feel the same is just a grown-up like <laughs> <laughs> and i never in my wildest dreams thought i would look back longingly at say the David Cameron years, yeah. but I do look a bit and be like, "God, <laughs> glorious days." It could string a I sentence. Miss, <laughs> I miss austerity in the late, <laughs> in the early twenty twelve or whatever it was, you know. But at least they were grown ups who could have a normal, like proper conversation with another human being. Yeah, Whereas not just these raging lunatics. They are, and I, like, I've, I know it's all been said. But I don't think we can stop talking about it. But to see Trump talk, yeah, 
I mean, it's baffled me from the beginning, but it gets worse and worse every day. I still think, how is this still possible? Like to to hear him, some of the stuff he says, and and did you send me that thing about the Bible? Where he's talking about the Bible, and he's just like, "It's a great yeah. book. It's a wonderful book. It's, <laughs> what's it's your favourite book passage in the, in the Bible? Oh, it's all great. The <laughs> the front bit and the back bit. <laughs> it's like, it's like he is genuinely the most parody, the most yeah. anyone's ever been a parody of themselves. Like he is not a real yeah. human. I don't believe it. It's so. I mean, Bill Burr had a thing on his podcast this week where he was talking about, it and he's just like. He was just in hysterics at just like, what a weird guy. Like, what a fucking weird dude. Like, <laughs> just, just if you remove all of the politics and everything else from it, just, just take a moment to look at him. And, and then gassing protesters so he can cross the road and stand there with a Bible outside of a church for a photo op. And it's just like, man. That's a strange, strange bloke we've got there. He you is. Know, regardless of his position. Um, but yeah, I guess that kind of brings us into... Um, it does. You know, the current situation in the world. Um, and there were actually kind of a few things I wanted to mention, slightly off the back of last weekend and also um, off the back of what's happening in the world right now. Kind of because... I don't know if, I I suppose listeners may have realised, maybe they haven't, that we generally record these quite a few days in advance. And Mm. that's kind of purely for logistical reasons. Um, And, you know, we're a music show. Our chat, I think you'll agree, Harry, is pretty evergreen most of the time. Yeah, Um, certainly try to be. (laughs) And normally it's like pretty fine to do that. But at other times, it means that we're kind of inadvertently a little bit behind the news or a little bit behind the curve, um, mm. particularly in quite fast moving moments. And listening back to last week's episode, I felt kind of like we were that. Yeah, so, as did I. For the, so for the avoidance of any doubt and, you know, anyone who was kind of questioning what we're talking about, because I think we made kind of light of a very serious situation in we a little did. way. We uh, did. There were moments we tried to speak speak of it, but I, I, I heard another podcast where they didn't really mention anything at all, and yeah. they had a, fa- a, a fan, um, and he said, I actually, as somebody, um, as, as a black man, I want to hear your thoughts on this, because I need to, for all I know... I don't know where you stand, and I, it would be good to know where you stand um, because that is important. Um, yeah. And like you said, we, I like to think people kind of know where we stand, but sometimes it's it's always good to. It's that weird to thing, say isn't something. it? Yeah, I suppose you know you know in yourself where what your position is on a, on an issue, but I guess particularly because we do this in quite a relaxed manner, we sometimes forget that not everyone listening maybe does know exactly who we are and no. exactly what we think so yeah i just i yeah i just wanted to say for the avoidance of any doubt that of course i and we like 100 percent stand sort of shoulder to shoulder with those on the streets right now protesting making their voices heard and i guess just kind of you know fighting for a better world um black lives matter solidarity matters and bravery 
matters. That's my kind of big, uh, you know, watching on a lot because we've had, I don't know how you felt in London, Harry, but obviously in Brighton, we've had some very, very small scale protests Mm. where it's like five people stood outside a police station, which kind of doesn't feel like um, it's quite going to have the impact that obviously the, the protests in bigger cities have. And it's, for me, I've got a bit of, it's a bit of a split really, because on the one hand, I, I look at these crowds and I, desperately want to be part of them but then the other the other side of me feels a bit kind of a terrified of the situation that those people are in and but be like completely like in awe and in admiration of the people who are out on the streets right now i've i've been in many many protests in my life and at times they can feel quite scary like police presence around them can be really intimidating and so can your fellow citizens walking down the street and around you you know you can feel like you know quite unwelcome people just want you to get out of the way and to shut up and kind of resent the fact that you're there and whether you think you've got good intentions or not people don't want to hear it at times um I've often felt intimidated in normal times like that, even in kind of carefully planned and orchestrated protests. And even as a, you know, a white person on the streets of a Western country where I know that, you know, whatever I might think of them, unfair advantages afford me a certain security within that society should kind of things go a bit awry. But the situation for so many people right now is just so completely different to that and is so far more uncomfortable and scary than anything I've ever experienced. But they're still choosing to do it anyway. And because of that, you know, my my admiration knows absolutely no limits, you know, to be out there and speaking uncomfortable truth to power right in front of the people who are the enforcers and who you're protesting against and in light of the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are putting themselves in the line of, you know, personal danger. And personal danger that we know for, you know, for whatever broader reasons is more dangerous to people of the black and minority ethnic community. You know, it's it's amazing to me that people are still choosing to go out there and say these things and do the right thing. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just kind of want to say very clearly and publicly, you know, how, like, how much admiration I have and how proud I am to stand kind of shoulder to shoulder to those people and just to say, yeah, keep pushing, keep the pressure on. And I guess, you know, for me, for me personally, I'd say go even, you know, go even further, you know, but just just keep going, keep going, and yeah, I just, I just wanted to make that position clear, and I'm sure Harry, you you feel the same way. I do. Um, <clears throat> I do feel the same way, and I think this week's been. I, th- I think I even mentioned it last time, but I've I've spoken to certain people, and I've talked about how it feels a bit strange, and and not knowing what you can and can't say, or should should say, or how you can help, and all that stuff. Um, and how it can also be uncomfortable 
and all that stuff and I, I think just this week and the, the last two weeks however long I've just tried to because I'm not eloquent as you are I, you know I, I'm not somebody who can really put into words how I feel I think I've purposefully made an attempt to research as much as I can find out where I can do things in terms of uh, make donations and things like that or if it's just learning you know taking in content watching things listening to things hearing other people's conversations um sometimes it's not all about being part of the conversation in terms of saying stuff it's also about listening to people and hearing people out um from all different areas of the world and uh i think that's been my mission this last few weeks as somebody who also doesn't feel necessarily comfortable going to um, marches and things, especially within the world that we're currently in before this. Um, I think it's safe to say in a, in a, in a slightly more normal world, I would be out there. Um, Yeah. Well, that's the amazing thing about it. And that's one of the things that has really kind of, um, I think for a lot of people kind of watching on, you know, there's a big march in, Brighton next weekend which I do intend to go to uh, which I think will be a lot better attended than the ones we've had so far but you know that that knowing how I would feel being out in a big crowd and how scary that would feel you know it what that tells you is how much how much of a desperate need there is for this change that people are asking for because they're willing to put their you know their health and their lives on the line Oh, absolutely. To, to I mean, make it happen, you know? that What an amazing, amazing sacrifice that people are putting out there. And racism and, and, and police brutality is a larger pandemic than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ever could be. So it's, uh, you know, it does make sense. And I, I do see it justified. And there's a lot of stuff in the media that's, you know, obviously suggesting that people are going to be blamed um, yeah. if there were to be another big, you know, rise of this virus and whatever but they have to remember that what people were doing weeks before this um, yeah. and it, it was not through trying to end racism yeah. it was because yeah. they fancied a drink on a beach fuck that if it comes back it's from government mismanagement it's nothing to do with this yeah. and the fact that people are even out on the streets in the first place is also down to government mismanagement yes exactly um, you know and that that's why I say like I would love people to push even further like to me some of the the demands that are being made of you know defund the police and things like that it doesn't go it doesn't go far enough it doesn't i would like to see people calling for more for more change than that yeah um and that you know that's where my politics on this sits you know for me like a capitalist society with a defunded police force is still a deeply unfair unequal and inhumane society you know the the police are a, they're yet another poisonous murderous symptom but of an underlying illness and removing them from the equation might solve some things but it's not a solution in itself um and it won't fix all of the ills that have fallen on the black and minority ethnic community and the broader i don't know to use the word proletariat you know the the Black Panthers knew this in the 1960s and I hope people still remember it now. COVID-19 has got capitalism absolutely on its knees and when you've when 
when that happens, you've got a choice whether you let it get back up again. And I would hope that this movement is actually a you know a watershed moment where it's like let's just do something totally different. Let's keep pushing because, like I say, Black Lives Matter and too many are being lost to this system and too ma- too many other people's lives are being lost to this system too and we can do so much better yeah and yeah shout out to everyone who's out there we will be out there with you too when the time comes i think that's very fair to say <laughs> yeah and we we'll, we we'll also like you've kind of mentioned it it goes beyond the marches as well and i think it's knowing that we will be with them forever you know yeah um that's the thing you know that that's why this is a long-term project you know yeah and that that's why as it said like you know i think that right now people have to make their own personal choices and time these times are different whether people want to ex- accept that or not like for some people going on a march is i know like a thing they're willing to do right now for some people it's not and and that's both of those are fine is my personal point of view and you know if you if you're really really terrified of what's going on in terms of public health and you don't want to put yourself in that position totally fine but that's why i say black lives matter and solidarity matters because even if you're not out on the street you can still express that solidarity or even Mm. you know just feel it you know there's a there's i totally buy into the idea of a a, you know a public consciousness and if everyone's supportive of the same movements whether they're on the streets or not we're all part of it yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah is there anything else you want to add to that or should we because you know we we try to offer a bit of relief to people more than to be like a serious political podcast there's more than enough out there and as we've said many many times people who can say things much better and much more eloquently and much more educatedly than we can um is there anything else you want to say or should we get on to being dumb not not particularly talking about music um i guess that what you've just said is um you know a couple of weeks ago i would have thought and i've said that i would have thought openly that leave it to the people that, that know how to say things and it's like sometimes everybody needs to show that they have a voice um yeah if you don't be scared of getting things wrong um if you gotta be open to changing where you do get things wrong because no matter if we like it or not there are even if you're somebody who believes that you are the best that you can be and you're not racist and you're not this you're not that there's still ways you can change and there's things you can do because there's yeah. no doubt that there are still things inside you that need to be fixed. Um, yeah. And there's things you can learn and don't be embarrassed to yeah. learn them. Like one of the, like I'm very happy to accept when I've been kind of wrong in my behavior. And one of the things I learned this week was I read a whole thing about how, um, how using like memes or gifs of whatever of like of black and minority ethnic people to like accentuate an emotion so you know say for example we all know that kind of what meme where it's like the guy just like tilted head yeah yeah and it's like 
you know, they were talking about how that's kind of performative blackface. It's, you know, it's a, it's offensive to use, to use people of black and minority ethnic backgrounds to accentuate because of the history of where that comes from and the root of it. And it's like, oh, I'd never, I never for a second thought that I was doing something that I shouldn't do there. I just thought that, you know, that's part of popular culture and that was fine. But, you know, you learn something new every day and there's nothing, there's no shame in saying, oh, do you know what? I did do that and I yeah. now know that I shouldn't. And, and that, you know, that's cool. I, f- I feel much better for doing it. And it's not that, I'm sorry, I'm, I, what I mean is I feel much better for learning that I shouldn't do that, not for yeah. having done it in the yeah. past. We would have got that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we can lead this on to our next part then, actually, because um, there is one of my three highlights, which I usually would do at the end, but I'm going to do it at the beginning just so it segues nicely, um, is that I text you on the morning of the Blackout Tuesday yeah. um, where people were actively taking part in basically putting up a black tile uh, to show solidarity with the movement and to yeah. to bring awareness to it. Uh, and there was a moment when I asked you, is it alright if I do this? Where I wanted to just post um, music from uh, POC artists and yeah. I wanted to just share all of the things that I love all of the music that I love that has come that have come from people of colour yeah. and I maybe you weren't the, <laughs> the person that I should have asked but I just I, it still felt like something that I hope this comes across well yeah. um, that you know I'm not mate I'm not going out on a on a march and I'm, I don't I don't think doing this is the same thing but I wanted to show something um in the end lots of people really um liked it and people were asked me for it to become a playlist that they could download yeah so I I've, think I think, I've done I think that. it was a I think it was a perfect example of exactly you know solidarity is expressed however you want to express it you know I think that was what we the conclusion we came to that when you text me it's like you know pure heart rule like if you if you're if you're doing it for good reasons and you're trying to say something that you want to say then it's like yeah yeah and it was you know know, it's because i because i'm not one with words or see i can't even say that right (laughs) because because i'm not somebody that can often get things out with words i wanted to do what i knew i could do which was to share music that i love because that's practically yeah. in this world the only thing I've been really great at <laughs> um, you've been great at many things Harry. yeah 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 but that, that playlist is called, is called music that is good uh, I wanted to hit it on yeah. nail on the head there um, it's good did you did you make that cover by the way or I did I liked it yeah just I'd, simple isn't it yeah but a bit of uh, you know a bit of stretching bit of the old typeface very nice yeah you like that <laughs> Graphic yeah. designer tells non-graphic designer yeah. that his stuff's all right, <laughs> <laughs> but also yeah, great place. I, I actually obviously I was following it as you were posting it. Were you doing one an hour? I couldn't. No, quite I was tell doing. What the I was doing one was. every. I was doing like th- putting up three or four, um, every like five ten minutes. So I'd, yeah. I'd just release and 
just put yeah. loads up. But I was kind I was kind of following it through the day, and then this weekend I I listened to the whole thing and sick playlist. You can't go wrong with it. It's just really no. good stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Somebody somebody did message me about three because I think I put up like. I don't know, it's a three and a half hour long playlist, but I think on my story I put up about 20 or 25 of the songs and somebody commented and I was like, and they said, you should put these in a playlist. And I was like, yeah, I know, sorry, this, there's a lot. And he's like, no, that's, this is good. Just get it in a playlist because I want to listen to it later. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I thought he was going to have a go because no one wants to see that <laughs> many story things. That's just annoying as hell. But then loads of other people will ask for it. I was like, okay, good. I have to feel like, I, you know, I haven't changed anything here. I haven't done anything great, but I've, you know, I've, I've added something because you actually sent me, I, I, I don't think I took a picture of it or anything, but you sent me a quote from somebody saying today is um, as much of a day of learning as it is a day of just elevating work from you know or art and work and things that have been said from people of color um that's just a celebration so that's that's yeah, the way I i've got it. it i've got it here if you want it oh good it says the blackout tuesday does not mean simply blow po- whatever the blackout tuesday does not mean you're good with your words but when it comes gonna, to reading them you're, you're terrible. gonna have to cut here mate <laughs> The Blackout Tuesday does not mean to simply post a black picture and leave social media for the day. It means to stop promoting your own stuff for 24 hours and instead amplify the voices and projects of black creators, writers, directors, activists, and more. Pass it on. Lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's not really um, much more to say about this, um, but I guess I did use the week to then post more. Um yeah. Whether, whether it was articles, books I've seen, um, yeah, just and stuff it, that people can go and listen to and read from. And I've got a, a little list of things that I now want to read or watch or, yeah, or yeah, listen to. And yeah, and like I say, it's a sick, it's a sick, sick playlist. So go listen to it, everyone. Yeah, I'm gonna um, play a song from it at the end of this after yes. I talk about some other bits. Yeah, um, you still got some. Uh, contractual obligations to fill you that's only one of your <laughs> weekly <Yeah>. three <laughs> don't worry i've got them um and again like i i didn't necessarily do this on purpose i didn't purposefully on purpose <laughs> like try to ga- gauge this media and then deliver it to the podcast this is stuff that i've genuinely just been watching a lot of um one was a film that i remember watching as a kid i think it might have been an re um and it was called a time to kill Okay. Do you remember it? I thought you were going to say Roots then, because we watched that in our... Oh, yeah, no, I also watched Roots as well. Um, but all these <laughs> I, things were really important in, in learning to yeah. not be a racist. Um, but it's well, basically... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I reflected only this week on... I saw someone posting about like how, you know, British education system gives almost no information about our colonial roots whatsoever no roots not meaning to be a pun obviously but but you know watching that actually i thought god that was actually a bit out there for considering what else i learned you know that was probably the most extreme version of anything like that or the most sympathetic to you know what the actual experience of people in that time was you know sadly i think it's more 
to do with the fact that RE no one cared about and that the teachers knew that it was seven hours that they could get us to watch stuff. (laughs) Because it was a series, wasn't it? Yeah. But you know, that's my absolutely my biggest regret of all of school. And I've thought on multiple occasions that I would quite like to go to like evening class or something to do like actual RE. Because Meek, my girlfriend, she grew up in Birmingham, which for people who are from outside the UK is a much more kind of multicultural um, city than Brighton is. And she knows people from all kinds of religious backgrounds and Mm. racial backgrounds. And she's got this really kind of, you know, rounded view of what all these different religions mean and how it interacts with people's lives. And just a basic understanding would be helpful. And, yeah, and but As she it, it means that she's a really tolerant, really kind of kind vibe kind of person because she know she gets where people are coming from. Yeah. Because that was just the the you know, what she grew up in. Brighton just wasn't like that. No. I, I just And its level I of importance I... was so low because, you know, yeah. everyone just thought oh, this is the DOS lesson and Yeah. I, I don't know why we in, inherently thought that. Maybe it was something to do with the way the schooling system worked, but I don't know. I think I was interested in the... It's a very atheist place, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I I actually... Maybe I I wasn't really a tearaway, so I guess it makes sense. But I was was always interested in those lessons anyway. And it was a a teacher that I loved. Um, So that all kind of helped. But Miss Ahmed out there, love you very much. Miss Ahmed. Anyway, that is not the film I'm going to talk about, but it was a really good film. Yeah. Um, The two I am going to talk about (laughs) is... There was one called LA92. Uh, it's on Netflix. And I thought I knew <laughs> what like, all about the kind of riots after Rodney King's um, f- captured beating from the LA police. Yeah. And obviously a, a number of things that led up to that moment. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. Because I watched this and I was gobsmacked and I was amazed also at the similarity of what we're currently seeing and what happened uh, what 18 years ago. Because at the beginning of this documentary, they also show what happened, I think, in the late 60s or the mid 60s, where the same thing just happens over and over and over again. Yep. And I think if you... Not that... People listening to this will have well that it's not that you won't understand what's happening now, but I think context is context is never a bad thing. No, absolutely not. And learning even just about another time that this has happened, I I don't think you're going to walk away from this thinking, well, that was pointless. Uh, (laughs) It's incredibly touching and hard, really, really hard to watch because it was not. It did not show you like it did not sugarcoat anything like it didn't show you like here's what it wasn't like good and bad it was like here's the good and the bad from from all areas and it was like oh i just don't know where to look it was just it was really hard like yeah oh please just i I implore everyone to watch it um and the second one i watched today um and i saw like a a little clip on instagram of basically I think it was 12 police officers in New York who were rising up against the police force and basically they 
they were bringing forward as evidence that the there is a system in place where there's quotas to fill so people have to basically um apprehend people and give summons out to all kinds of different people especially from the kind of um ethnic minority kind of communities and it was all just <laughs> like so corrupt you have no yeah. idea and like these the, these people that came forwards suddenly their jobs became incredibly difficult and they would be they were getting um picked up on very small things and you know pretty much their jobs were at stake for what they were doing because they were going against a whole system and I think it spans over the course of like 2016 to 18 um, and you can find all these if once you watch it you, that all of these police officers I don't know if all of them are still in work or not but they're all still fighting the case and fighting the cause um, or fighting for the cause but it's just incredibly interesting because it just shows yeah. you how all of this stuff really works and how the police force there's a lot of police force or police police officers in there that are part of a system that they don't want to be part of and and it's yeah. very hard to get out of and just to come forward and like they would there's like secret recordings and things which are horrible um but to try and change that system is going to be incredibly difficult because it's so deep rooted yeah. um and it's yeah it's it's an, again an, an uncomfortable watch but one that you kind of have to uh, that's called Crime Plus Punishment. I don't know if I've said that already. Um, but you can find it online in places. Nice. Yeah, those are the, the three. Um, I guess... Cool. Well, well, before you play your song, just because we're on it, and none of my three picks are going to be on this subject matter. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just mention one more, which is the Black Power Mixtape, which Amazon are streaming for free at the moment. Make of that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love I love the fact that uh you know these these ridiculous corporate entities are getting in on the uh the black power. Why they should black, be streaming black Lives it. Matter movement. They should be streaming it for money and then putting that money towards something. Yeah. Yeah. Also a good Or idea. just not that he hasn't got enough money to just give anyway actually. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's re- it obviously there's, you know, the ones on Netflix um that are probably popping up on everyone's feed, but this one's really interesting because it's it's from it's a load of Swedish documentarian documentarians. Is that what people who make documentaries are called? I don't no, know. They're called Louis Theroux. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they're over in America making a a series of kind of public information films to go back to Sweden between I think it's like nineteen sixty six and like mid 70s and following like the the civil rights movement back then particularly focusing on um the black panthers and the black power movement but it's kind it's kind of it's really interesting to watch it from like an outside perspective and them kind of following people through and it's got all these um it's got all these cool voiceovers from like modern day musicians like erica badu and um Tally Quelly and stuff like that you know it's really cool um, well worth watching and just kind of mad parallels to today so yeah. yeah that one I would definitely recommend going and checking out cool. some really cool music in there too 
Um, let's end this then um, with a track on the playlist uh, from Billy Paul called People Power. You'll know it. Uh, yeah, this is it. I'm trying to get all of you people to believe All the things all of us could achieve With people power, oh yeah
Yes, that was People Power by Billy Paul. Tim, what are you bringing us this week? So, for my three picks, I forgot, uh, do we have a name for this yet? Um, Highlights of the week, I guess. Okay, my three highlights of the week. The first one, I don't know if it's allowed or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. So, as people may or may not know, for the last, what, 12 weeks now, I have been away from my actual home. I've been a travelling Wilbury of myself. <laughs> uh, and I now reside in my girlfriend's home in Brighton. Without her. But, <laughs> yeah, without her. But she'll be here on Thursday, and we're okay. all very excited. Can't wait. Um, but en route here, I stopped by my actual house for which I pay rent far too much to be not living there. Yeah, and right. I picked, I liberated some of my stuff and one of those things was my actual proper speaker. And I cannot tell you after 12 weeks of exclusively listening to music, either through my plain Jane iPhone headphones or out of my phone's like actual inbuilt speaker how good it felt to just listen to some music through a proper proper nice speaker with like the richness of the sound what speaker is it it's just a like a marshall bluetooth thing like nice chunky size oh that yeah i've seen it yeah it's got like nice depth to it and it's not the best it's not the best speaker on the market. It cost about 80 quid, something like that. But compared to what I've been doing for the last 12 weeks, mm. like just anything on it sounds unbelievable. I feel like I'm in like some Muscle Shoals studio, like with the richness of all the wood around me. <laughs> just like, I'm in heaven. Yeah. It's like putting glasses on, but for my ears. That's I can, a nice I can word, finally yeah. see. Do you know people always say to me why don't you just go home and it's like because I can't bring my speakers and <laughs> I don't I genuinely that's one of the main reasons is because I don't want to live without being able to put music on in a yeah I've got but, too many speakers in here if I knew yeah. I would have given you some but couldn't do that well where could you have sent them I've been all over the show you'd be gone but yeah so my first recommendation of the week is just like I, I mean obviously I realise for some people uh, expenditure at this moment is not a good idea and obviously you know total sympathy with people who are in a difficult situation but if you're if you're spending a lot of time at home like you know that thing that people say like if there's one thing you're going to spend a lot of money on make it your mattress because you spend many yeah. many hours sleeping on your mattress and it'll improve your life also if you're going to spend much time at home get a good speaker man because you can yeah. just listen to music all day and it just sounds so much better I, after listening to it for like a couple of days, I then played something on my phone when I was in the kitchen. I was like, this is shit. I don't know how I live with this. <laughs> By the way, when you were saying um, to, that some people may not be able to afford one and I, and I laughed, I giggled. It was because I, I was thinking about um, putting your phone in a cup. <laughs> you know, when people try <laughs> to make a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> and I was remembering being at uni, like, don't need a speaker. I've got a plastic cup. <laughs> and it's like, you pop it in, it's like, it doesn't really do anything but it feels (laughs) like it did yeah so that's recommendation number one recommendation number two is i suppose in its own way 
equally esoteric in that I haven't actually consumed this yet, but I'm aware of it, and I know it will be good. So keep covering the fridge. <laughs> I'm aware that you're in there, and I will enjoy you. No. So, last Friday... You can tell I haven't been watching much this week. You've got to get down on Friday. Yeah, so last Friday, season five of Queer Eye came out. And people may or may not know, but I'm a huge, (laughs) avid lover of Queer Eye. I think it's it's one of the greatest greatest things to come out in the last few years. It's a heart warmer, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And while I haven't watched any of series five yet because... I promised Meek that we would watch it together. Good. And so I'm I'm sticking to that, my end of the bargain on that. But at the very beginning of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, when I was, I was absolutely scared shitless. And <laughs> I was trying to get people out of Brighton and I couldn't do it fast enough. And it was all really, really terrifying. I was struggling a lot. I couldn't really sleep or eat or anything I was just so so completely tense but in those evenings back then me and me to try and calm ourselves down we would just stick an episode of Queer Eye on and momentarily we would feel calm and relaxed and I just think it's got that that just is what the show is it's just such a you know a kind vibes show Mm. There's, there's nothing not to love about it and I think in you know whether it's politically or uh, economically or pandemically difficult times for you, you stick an episode of Queer Eye on and just suddenly things will feel just like a little bit better. So I highly recommend that everyone goes and watches the season of Queer Eye, which I am not allowed to watch. But <laughs> as of Thursday, I will be binging like a madman. Um, maybe I'll start on Thursday as well. Are you are you a Queer Eye guy? I'm like, weird eye guy. I've I've watched episodes. I haven't watched whole series. Um, I've probably seen about five or six episodes. I've always enjoyed them. Um, yeah. But I think I watched them when they were on television rather than on Netflix, maybe. Okay. Or when, when I, I was at a friend's house or something like that. I don't know. I would desperately love to be queer-eyed. Would you? Yeah, I thought of it today. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely thought of it today because I think the the advert came up came up today, and yeah. I thought. Um, firstly, I thought I wonder how many people in lockdown now would need to be queer eyed after. Yeah. Considering what they've just kind of been through, or how what a state what state they're in, then I thought you know what actually, I'd love to know what they would like do with me. Like, yeah. How Should much they would like change. A- Shall I write, like, a really heartfelt letter, like, my friend Harry desperately needs your help? I think I'd find it too scary. Just to try and get you on. Because I always hate the idea of um, being on one of them shows and they they basically make you out to be... Or they, they... They kick you out to pretty much be something that you're not, really. Like, this is the beauty of Queer Eye. Like, they... They kick you out to be everything you always were. I don't. I don't. It all feels like quite authentic to the person every time. Do you reckon? Yeah. Maybe because I don't know enough about it. Like, like would they? Would they understand the certain style that I want to go for? Yeah, I think they would. 
interesting i mean yeah clothes are always the one that i think would be a bit like if everything else yeah everything else i think would be sick and like but yeah i the the stylist tan he's well partly because he's british so i just like him i like him so yeah but he might be my favorite of the cast but i do also look at his selections for most people think i wouldn't wear that i wouldn't wear that (laughs) i wouldn't wear that yeah so i don't know if he would Maybe he would. Who knows? Interesting. But you've motivated me to write you a letter to Queer Eye anyway, so... I'd love to know what you have to say as well. Would you accept it if if they did pick you? Would you do it? <clears throat> <laughs> I... Probably. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't like... One of my worst nightmares I might have talked about, um, or may not have, is becoming a meme. Like through something that you you don't want to be like I don't know a picture of you is taken and then you've become a meme. I don't like the idea of being on national television. You know, where... yeah. I mean, I do. I do agree with that. Like, I remember reading an interview with you know that old guy who's like smiling at a computer. Yeah, and scared. He does a like... TED talk, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love. I love the. You know, he's got some real, like, joy towards it. But, yeah, imagine being him. Yeah. It's got to be a weird life. It just... Sorry, it depends what it is. Like, if it's uh, if it's me that, like, been... There's a picture of me in a restaurant looking terrible and it becomes a meme used everywhere, sent all over through WhatsApps, then I'm not going to live the best life. I know that it would, it would affect me badly. Um... <laughs> But I feel like on a show where they're trying to make... I don't think I'm... I know, I, you may disagree, but I don't think I'm <laughs> as much of a lost cause as some people are no, on the show. not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I would have to... I would definitely have to embellish the application letter to a ridiculous extent. Yeah. You're absolutely fine the way you are. But I think I think everyone who watches that show, deep down in, in the heart of them, there is a... They're wondering what would they do to me yeah oh yeah it's like i remember i remember once for christmas getting this like diary thing where it was like do something new every day and i got i got through kind of half of january doing it it was all like you know quite nice like wholesome things you know Go for a jog. Go for a walk through the meadows. Read go, a book. You know, speak to a friend you haven't spoken to in a long time. And then <laughs> they'd obviously run out of it a bit by like... I started flicking through and by the middle of March, one of them was... <laughs> one of them was, go to a plastic surgeon and see what they would recommend. <laughs> so I don't want to know. Drop off your finger and feel if you need it or not imagine that going into a place and then oh yeah the nose needs to get taken down straight away nose is fucking hell <laughs> what was the next one just just kill yourself see what you think <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ yeah yeah I don't need I've got enough like neuroses already I don't need another one being added to it I'd love to I'd love to see all of those like how what the other ones were September 4th start a business it's a bit like (laughs) (laughs) September 5th declare bankruptcy (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so final of my picks, and I'm actually not that convinced that I like this one. But I'm gonna <laughs> <Fuck> say, <laughs> I'm gonna stay it anyway because it's been stuck in my head for the entirety of the last week. So I basically just thought I would inflict it on a load of unsuspecting people who are listening to this podcast. Uh, you know when you're listening to something on Spotify, it goes off on its own tangent at the end of an album or whatever, and before you know it, you've ended up in no man's land. Well, this week, about a week ago, I ended up in Warrington with... <laughs> right. <laughs> don't know why that's funny, but it is. <laughs> with, a, with a band called Man and the Echo. Do you know them? No. Okay. Well, they've got a song called Capable Man, which, uh, like I say, I'm, I don't know how I feel about it, but you, you know you know the thing, Harry, where there's just a playlist going on and you're not really paying that much attention and then something pops up and you're like, okay, this has engaged me for one reason or another yeah. and now I'm listening to it and... <laughs> <laughs> it's just what happened and I just, I just can't stop singing this song as I go about my kind of day-to-day life and every time I do something even remotely kind of successful I just find myself singing Capable Man to myself <laughs> as like a little thumbs up so I thought I'd share it with everyone um, right. like I say they're <clears throat> banned from the north of England they're signed to Nil Nil Records and they had an album out last year called Men of the Moment. I've got no idea if it's good or not because it's the only song I know. But I thought I'd mention it anyway. You know, give them a bit of promotion. Lovely. Um, so, yeah, this song is called Man and the Echo. No, it's not. That's the band. Yeah. <laughs> this song is called Capable Man by Man and the Echo. And, yeah, have a little listen. See what you think. I have successfully challenged parking fines with my persuasive rhetoric. If a man with a van needs backing out, you better know that I'm on it. I drive my high-performance family car with apparent joie de vivre. I am for small state, low tax, up by the bootstraps, I voted leave. I am a capable man. I am a capable man. With water saved through various loyalty schemes We have two city breaks a year That's on top of the family holiday A fortnight in Gran Canaria I have insurance coming out my ass So no low life can touch me And I'm a hard working top performer at work Yeah, my bosses all love me But you just seem lost to me Professional standards. I make simple, hearty pub style grub and a drink from a tankard. If my son was gay or brought a black girl home, yeah, I'd be just fine with it. In fact, that absolutely. 
absolutely goes without saying Though I should point out he isn't and hasn't I am a tolerant man Capable, capable I am a tolerant man have it that was man and the echo with capable man and we now move on to everyone's favorite part of the show the thing we're all tuning in for at this point it is dusty fingers dusty fingers (laughs) great great man and the echo impression there uh we go through the rolling stones top 500 albums of all time listening to one per week and giving our thoughts and feelings at the end of it this week, we have been listening to two quite different records, I reckon. But yes. Two that, well, I know <laughs> I know the review I'm going to give, but I'm quite excited to hear what you think. So, Harry, what were you listening to? I was listening to TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool from 1994. Interesting, yeah. I picked this one for you, and I really, really, really want to know what you made of it. Okay. So shall we jump straight in with our eight standard questions? Yes, let's do that. Okay. So, question number one on TLC's Crazy Sexy... What is it? The last one? Crazy Sexy Cool. Cool. Crazy Sexy Cool. Crazy Sexy Cool. Question number one. Sexy. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. And, if, and I know it's a later question, but I will listen to this again. So I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> I feel like it needs so much more attention than I could possibly give it in a week. Because I feel like there's more to it than I can kind of understand from a from a, just a listen through. Um, because I, I, I feel like I need to listen to it a bit more with open ears and... So, you know hopefully um <laughs> to understand maybe the messages behind a lot of the songs and, and stuff like that because or maybe it is just what i think and it is just a fairly okay <laughs> r&b album like <clears throat> it's it's a really difficult question because i i did enjoy it but i i did find things wrong with it so okay well that's coming up Yeah, I'm answering too many things. Question number two. How much do you think you were hearing for the first time? Uh, Perhaps 
70, 80 percent, maybe. Quite 78 percent. 70, 80 percent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Did anything about it surprise you? So, again, I don't know how much I want to speak on this. Um, I, I may have misunderstood things completely, but nearing the end, there's there's like some little skits about, um, or there's one in particular about uh, wanting your women crazy and sexy and cool, um, <laughs> but not too crazy where they're going to go off in front of your friends. And it all just seemed a little bit dated, like... Uh- and I was like, "Yeah, oh, this, I don't know who if this is maybe something I'm not understanding, or if it's within a culture that I don't understand." But I, ju- I, I'd find this a bit much. Was so, it? It's from a guy's a bit, perspective. Oh, um, I was. I was going to say, is it a bit? Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? But no, it's. Don't you wish your mates fancied your bird? <laughs> it's it's just a bit like. It's it's like a guy saying, "Here are the three women singing, and they're all crazy and sexy and cool." But I don't know why crazy fits into that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what it because it, it's it's kind of it fits around this stereotype of like a strong woman must be a bit crazy and mad. Yeah, like, yeah. Because they're you know they fucking beat you up and, and shit, <laughs> and it's like. I don't know how I feel about some of this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's a later question, if I, but it's it just felt incredibly dated to the point where it was slightly hard at times yeah. to listen to. Not just because of content and things that they were saying, but also just sonically, some some odd choices in there. Interesting. But, but keep keep going. I don't want to okay. overstep anything else. Well, I think. <laughs> Have I asked question three? I think I only asked question two, didn't I? No, you've answered three. Uh, what? Did anything about us? Oh, yeah, I did yeah. ask that. Okay. <laughs> anything you particularly liked? Um, Again, I kind of enjoyed the the feeling of it being a bit dated because it was like, <laughs> it was cringy, but like... <laughs> like watching some old Bernard Manning stand-up. Yeah, like... Or, or just... <laughs> bit of blue for the dance. <laughs> It was no. It was more like watching an old school, uh, like not school. Sorry, an old kids program where it's shit. Like the story makes no <laughs> sense. The, 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 the like it's not recorded well. I, I mean, at least it was for the time. But looking back on it, like it's like yeah, it's just yeah. shitty. But I can sit and enjoy it because it's like something that reminds me of things, or like it is enjoyable as its own thing. But it's like they do it better now. But, or they've done it better since. Maybe they've done better albums since. Um, I I just found it so dated that it got in the way of the music, if that makes sense. But I I did kind of enjoy going back and listening yeah. to it. Um, yeah, go on. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised, partly because I've never listened to this album, so I don't know what I was teeing up for you. But I I really thought I was giving you something that. You were just going to be totally into. I'm, I make it's, like, it's great. It's it just, really. I mean, this is in, interesting and totally relevant analysis, but it's totally it's caught me I by mean, surprise. I I'm still un, unaware of where I am really because, like, <laughs> as you can hear, I've got a lot of criticism, but I have I do like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, it's weird. 
Okay, so I think we might have heard some answers to this, but we'll go for it anyway. Number five, anything you really didn't like? Yeah, I mean, apart from, like you say, some of the things I've said, um, and I've got written here cringe, <laughs> but I've said that. Uh, it was just the instrumentation. Some of it was just, it's so... I've talked about things being dated, and there, and there's there's a there's two ways you can look at that. Where you think uh, it was, it's just very. Some of the instruments, instrument, ugh, instrumentation is so of the time. Yeah. You look at it now, and you think, I can't believe we ever went, we ever went through <laughs> that phase. Like the 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 use of some MIDI instruments and, and and MIDI in general. Like I think some of the stuff now would be like sacrilege to use. Or if you did, it would be purposefully a throwback to that time. Whereas now, if you hear it in a song, it is because the <laughs> the artist or the producer doesn't know any better. Like, <laughs> I can't give any exact ideas, but there were some moments. I think it might have been like like MIDI string sections, if they're like computer-generated sounds, sound bloody awful. Um <laughs> The only person that may be able to get away with them now is Tyler the Creator. I think I was listening to Igor again today yeah. and uh, doing a little dance to it. Yeah, and I had a, I had a, one of the first things when I got the speaker back Sunday. I had a Igor full cover to cover moment, and it was unbelievable. Good, it wasn't it? the first time I've listened to it in lockdown, but just with the, again. The fullness yeah. of the sound. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> Bloody loves a speaker, you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just discovered speakers. It comes yeah. outside and like you can hear it and you don't have to have it on your head. It's mental. You do know that we've got Marshall ads on either end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marshall. They're for you when you need them. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was it. Some of the instrumentation was a bit mad. Um this is, I mean, this is fascinating to me because I don't know if I'm just imagining it, but like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, mu- musicians that you really love, take for example, like Frank Ocean, like Sight, probably for whatever reason, Lisa Left Eye Lopez more than TLC as a whole. Yeah. But, you know, like th- this moment is seen as a real touchstone to that kind of modern R&B that you're really, really into. Yeah. Which is why when I teed this up for you, I was really excited because I thought you were going to come back and be like, it's the greatest well, album ever, I love it. They, you they've, know. they've got other records and I, I and I do like, like like I say, I do like it. It's It's got so much in it that I do like and that yeah. I can hear in modern stuff that I do enjoy now, I can hear how, where it's gone from and to and some of the classics are you know amazing no scrubs and waterfalls creep i love those tunes um and one of my favorites from this album is uh the last track and there there's loads of parts in there which are great and i think it's just those slightly off-putting moments that have yeah. overridden those a little bit overrode those again like i said at the very start I can't say I don't like it because I think I'm in that section of misunderstood. I think I'm I think I'm not I'm not really listening to it or to them as much as I should. And like yeah. they I think they're contextually maybe more important and the album is maybe contextually more important than I can put forward through just a listen. But again, and that's the, that's, that's what we're the thing we're doing. 
Yeah, that's the thing we've been grappling with this entire time. Like, you know, trying to place it in a moment is so hard. You kind of just have to listen to it in 2020. Yeah. And that's all. What, what else can you do? You can't transport yourself to 1994 or whenever this came out. Not No, not a chance. Yeah. I mean, I literally so- can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've lost track of what question we're on again. Uh, would uh, I listen to it again? Would you listen to it again? Yes, I cool. will. I will be. Um, I think it was about like three hundred and fifty or something like that in Rolling Stone's list. Oh, so man. the the next question is: Were Rolling Stone right? Are there really only three hundred and forty nine albums, also, that were better than this one? I think unless I really hate something, I'm going to say yes for almost everything. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Uh, it's It certainly means something to a lot of people. And I would like to understand that more. Um, yeah. Nice. Cool. cool. Well, can you play us your favourite song from it to close it out? Yeah. Um, I was going to go with... Um, Waterfalls because it's it's iconic and it's brilliant. Um, but I'm actually going to go with the last song called "Something Wicked This Way Comes." Um, there was a su- there was a surprise on there. Andre 3000 pops up. Um, really? Yeah. And That's sick. I was very shocked at that. And it's and he's done that a few times. You know, he he pops up yeah. on people's songs and he doesn't come up that he's in there. So it's it's a bit weird. Um, but I thought that, it was a that really your last week to this one I know I know um, I thought it was a really great way to end a record uh, I I love it when the last song is memorable and it feels like a perfect full stop yeah um, so yeah I'm going to go with that and it, this this is really good and please anyone that hasn't listened to this and is maybe thinking that it's a bit shit because of what I've said again just remember that it's <laughs> you know <laughs> I only listened to this once in full uh, and I would like to listen oh. a lot more. Once in Hot full time. and then different bits every now and then. But uh, <laughs> cool. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. I haven't <laughs> had a lot of time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yes, I do like it and uh, this is something wicked this way it comes. Remember back in the time when the only sign we had was pickets but now in 94 it be this way something come wicked. G ain't killing others for colors. Thanks that we wear for fashion. Other brothers take it for a reason to be blasted. But the cuff is going on. Not soft like buttercups but had enough of singing that same song see I stayed across the street from the projects. Took out your mama trash and groceries to her trunk to keep my pockets back like say you leave. Only been to jail one week for some sure bit and I Pray to God I won't repeat, I should have pulled it when I had the chance to. No, I shouldn't get that. Cause if I did that, y'all would not hear that. That shit, they keep you on your tippy, tippy. Toes like that sellout, not calling no names, but really, who's bad? I go through off the coast like a whole box of condoms. You can't forget where you come from. Take a
So that was Something Wicked This Way Comes from Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. And that is my uh, Rolling Stone hit uh, of the week. (laughs) Um, Tim, what were you listening to this past week? Well, you, Harry, very kindly picked for me Stevie Wonder's Inner Visions from 1973. Right. Placed where on the list? Quite high, right? It was quite high, wasn't it? Definitely within the top 100, although I can't quite remember where exactly it placed. I'm sure we'll find out. I think it's 70-odd. But let's get in with the questions. I feel like I know where this is going to go, but number one, did you enjoy it? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. I mean, it it was one of those picks that kind of didn't have more than one way to go but yeah I really did it's um, it's a funny one because in, in a certain sense it feels like a really tight album because it's only it's only nine songs long but it's uh, runtime's like 44 minutes so it's kind of it's kind of got a bit of both it, it feels like it expands a little bit but relatively speaking quite tight um, but yeah 44 minutes of magic it's brilliant Lovely. Uh, number two, how much do you think you were hearing for the first time? I reckon probably like a little bit more than half. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, sorry, a little bit less than half. There was, I think, four out of the nine songs I knew really, really well, and probably everyone does. And then there was a couple more that were kind of vaguely familiar, but not that recognisable to me personally. So... So yeah, 50-50, maybe around that point. Lovely. Uh, did anything surprise you about it? Um, gen- broadly speaking, not that much, because we, we all know what Stevie Wonder sounds like. Um, you know, he's one of the biggest <laughs> stars of the last century, one of the you know, most famous musical acts 
on the planet. Um, so broadly speaking, no, although the, I think it's about track number six or seven called Don't You Worry About a Thing, not anything to do with the more famous song of that name. Um, but it kind of it kind of weirdly and quite jarringly starts with some kind of, I don't know what it is, like odd chat with a Spanish waiter or something like that that kind of feels totally out of sync with the rest of it. Um, so that did surprise me. But other than that, no, not really. It's kind of what you expect. Good. Uh, number four, anything that you particularly liked? I mean, so, so much of it, to be honest. And I suppose that's kind of to be expected. You, know, you go in and you've got like the groove on too high, the opening track, and then Visions, which is on the one hand, personally, I think kind of instrumentally a little bit cheesy and in kind of the whole feel of the song but lyrically is absolutely beautiful and then you then you come in with living for the city which i don't know if i'd ever heard the seven minute 20 odd like version of it but you know it's it's an absolute classic and then you go into golden lady which isn't quite for me in the the hook of golden lady i'd like to go there does feel like a, a little bit on the creepy side then you go into higher ground which is like one of the greatest songs of all time mm. so you know by that point you're about halfway through and you think everything about this has got so much merit to it and so much quality that no i, I what how could you complain you know it's a this is a properly properly classic album so that leads me on to is there anything that you really didn't like well, there's a when I was kind of vaguely going through the track list just then, there is a slight reason why I stopped where I did because we then get to Jesus Children of America, which yeah. for me is probably just a little bit Jesus-y. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that about Mother Mary looking down on us and feeling so much pain. Um, you know. I'm a big Got Vampire lost. Weekend. <laughs> I'm a big Vampire Weekend fan, and that was a bit much for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just listening to it, I don't know. There's this um, on Frank Skinner's radio show. He always tells this story about his his dad, his very brummy dad, answering the door one day to some Je- Jehovah's Witnesses in there. <laughs> they're kind of trying to tell him about the the future of the human race and sell their religion. And he just heard his dad heard his dad go, "You're all right, thanks," and slam the door in their face. <laughs> and Jesus, children of America, kind of made me feel like that. It's like, "You're all right, thanks, Stevie." <laughs> I'm gonna move on now. If that's all right with you. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, would you listen to this again? Yeah, of course I would. Um, it's one of those weird things that, despite the fact that probably half of it was new, I kind of felt like it had been around for my whole life. Like It didn't feel like I was listening to a new record at all. Um, and I imagine I'll continue to hear all of these songs forever, and I will, I will continue to enjoy them every time I do. So yeah, I'll definitely listen to it again. 
Lovely. Um, so were Rolling Stone correct to put it where they did, which was in the top 100 at least? Yeah, of course they were. You know, like, again, I, I haven't even up to this point mentioned the fact that the vocals are completely ridiculously flawless the whole way through. You know, it's a, it's a work of genius by... You know, one of the best musicians of our of his generation of our time. You know, at the peak of his powers. So. Yeah, yeah. So, how could I possibly say, nah, put that three fifty at best? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I've always been meaning to listen through to Hotter Than July, and I don't know if that's higher or or songs in the key of life as well. I think those two are ones that I know by title more than this one. Yeah. I wonder if they are higher or lower or if I'm just making a random well, will, assumption. Yeah. Um, what I will say, and it's it's by no means a slant on the album at all because I think everyone should go and listen to it in its entirety. It is brilliant. But I think, you know, the the democracy of time has kind of come to fruition in that the songs that I already knew, they are the best songs on the record. So mm. the Stevie Wonder songs, that, from that I can assume that the songs that you know from the other records, they're probably the best ones on there too. You know, yeah. people over the last 40 years have picked the ones they really like and that's the ones we're all them, yeah. very familiar with. Um, so yeah, I would like to go and listen to the rest too. But, you know, you probably... I would guess you probably know the best songs already. Yeah. So, last question. Uh, could you play us your favourite song from it, please? I mean, my actual favourite song from it is Higher Ground. And I don't think that will surprise that many people. But it's incredibly, incredibly well known. So I feel like it's a bit of a cop-out to pick it. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to pick Visions... Which, like I said earlier, I do I do think is a little bit cheesy, but I think lyrically it's kind of perfect for this moment, and you know, also also a great tune. So yeah, I'd like to play Visions, please, Harry. Go for it. Thank you. So here he is, Stevie Wonder, Visions. <laughs> Yeah. 
vision in my mind I'm not one who make believes I know the leaves are green They only turn What I say today is not yesterday, and all things have an ending. But what I'd like to know is good a place like this exists so beautiful. Or do we have to find our wings? in our Stevie Wonder, my 
Dusty Fingers record for this week. And we move on to picking next week's record. I've got mine. Have you got yours, Harry? I have mine. Wicked. I would like to read you the... It's what we tried to do last week, but I completely failed. I'd like to read you the description of mine um, without any names. And I would like to see if you can guess what I've gone for. Okay. (laughs) So this album... I already got it wrong. (laughs) The album that jump-started the 90s pop-punk revival. Singer-guitarist, someone, boils suburban boredom into airtight three-minute shots like something something and the infectious smash something which armstrong oh i said a name (laughs) i don't think i know that though also described as cheap therapy from watching too much tv you said who started pop punk in the 90s yeah i don't know about the 90s (laughs) first thing i know who i would like to, uh, no, it's definitely not them. Um, God, I don't know. Okay, so I've gone for 1994's Dookie by Green Day. Huh? Because... Blimey. For, for a couple of reasons. One, because in my teenage years, I really was quite into pop punk. Um, you were you know, a Green Day big, fan. I was a... I don't... I wasn't really. You, know, you I was might have got sh- me into Good Charlotte, though. Yeah, I was Somebody a huge... Did. I was a huge, huge Good Charlotte fan. I and still am to this day. And like some forty one, Blink one eighty two, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But by the I mean this came out in nineteen ninety four. By the time I'd come around to it, the best part of a decade later, like I you know, Green Day were a bit dated to me. They were doing stuff like American Idiot. I did I just didn't really like them. They seemed like old guys on the scene that just weren't for me. But this record um, well, it's 193, which surprises me to see, you know, a pop punk record within the top 200 on Rolling Stone's list. So I'm genuinely um, intrigued to see, you know, what it is that got them ranking that high up. Because I don't see any good shot on this list whatsoever. <laughs> I'm shook. <laughs> shook with. Uh, no, that's uh, a good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to it. So. How about you? What have you gone for this Funny week, enough, Harry? mine feels like it's linked because of my preconceptions of this band. Um, you are listening to Good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're actually 500. Um, now, I... This is a band called My Bloody Valentine, who I've always yeah. thought were just... Like, in that Green Day pop-punk, kind of a bit too pop, pop-punky, like... Um, I can't even think of their names, but people like Green Day and that I kind of liked a little bit, but there were certain others who were a little bit too emo for me, just a little bit too much. And for some reason, I always thought My Bloody Valentine were part of that crew. But turns out they're like a shoegaze. They're like the creators of it. <laughs> they're like the ones yeah. who, the, the, the pioneers. And I started to get into shoegaze recently, um, yeah. With people like Dive and um, the Cocteau tw- Twins. Tutututu Twins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I just thought, you know what, this this sounds like something that I really need to listen to. So so I'm going to do exactly that. Good choice. I, I get why you... Oh, the album is Loveless, by the way. I don't think I said that. 
Yeah. Well, I get why you place them in that because Good Charlotte literally have a song called My Bloody Valentine. That's probably exactly what I did. Yeah. And I, it it is an emo name. It is. Whether it's whether you're an emo band or not. My Bloody Valentine. That's all I'm thinking <laughs> of. But that is the thing, right? And like, it's the rightly or wrongly, it's the reason that Interpol have always just kind of stayed out of my orbit because I just don't like the name. <laughs> Just they just sound like a band I wouldn't like. Yeah. And I, I just think for certain bands and certain people it you know Things it's totally click. valid to just be like, no. <laughs> I keep so, seeing this TikTok by the way that reminds me of that kind of uh, pop punk stuff and it's the I don't know what song it is, but it's uh I'm just a kid and I'm an I don't know what it is, but I keep hearing that and it's always in my head. I've got absolutely no idea. I'm going to have to look but it up. I maybe by next week. <laughs> we'll know what it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. Let you all know next week. Wicked. Um, so is there anything you would like to add before we head out into the big wide world for another week? Um, to be quite honest with you, I'm all talked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love for you to really just end this one. Uh, maybe pick a nice song for us to... Or just a song for us to end on. Um, <laughs> Doesn't have to be a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> no, a bad one as well. Um, yeah, no, I don't really know. that. I, I, I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone stays safe. I hope everyone's well. Um, I look forward to doing this again next week. <laughs> um, suddenly just hit me how tired I am. <laughs> Okay, well, I will pick a song for us to go out on. And for absolutely no reason whatsoever, other than I've just clicked on my most recent liked songs on Spotify, and it turns out that mine is 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, I thought you were going to say 1975. <laughs> <laughs> no, last song I, I hit that little heart button on, so let's go out on it. Good. Here it is. And we will see you next week see you later stay safe